Welcome to the App Story Podcast. I'm your host, Vic Hudson, inviting you to join me as I talk with other independent developers and we discuss the interesting stories behind their apps. We're here with Amit Jain today, the developer behind the iOS app Symbol. We'll let him tell you about that in a few minutes, but uh, first I want to talk to him a little bit more about himself and how he got started in development and how he came to iOS. So where'd you start, Amit? Hi, Vic. Well, I've been a web developer for quite a while now. I started making apps when I was about, uh, not apps, websites. When I was about 14, they were they were really horrible. If I, if I go at, and look at them today, it's it's horrifying. Anyway, so I've been a web developer for a while. Uh, ever since the iPhone came out, uh, it has been incredibly exciting. Uh, so I'm, I'm from India, um, and uh, there was no iPhone available there when I was when I was there b- about three years ago. Uh, so when iPhone 3G or 3GS, I don't remember, came out, uh, I lusted after it like nothing else. Uh, when I moved to United States in 2010, the first thing I did was go to an Apple store and buy an iPhone 4, <laughs> honestly. Priorities. <laughs> I really did. Uh, I came to the college and I didn't have a car back then, so I found someone and uh, I was like, can you drive me to the nearest Apple store? And uh, yeah, I got an iPhone. <laughs> cool. <laughs> so ever since, I, ever since I got the iPhone, it, it was just fascinating that how the apps were and how beautiful they were, how easy they were. So I always wanted to write for the iPhone. Yeah. So how I got started, well, it's a lot of uh, lot of fits and stops in there because my brain is very academically wired. What it means is that how I learn things is, uh, or how I used to learn things is I read a book and I just pour over it and then I practice and practice and practice. I'm talking mostly about physics and mathematics. That's that's my interest. I practice and practice and master the thing. So it's like a comprehensive learning thing. You learn everything. And so that's how I started approaching iOS as well in about 2011. That did not work out well. <laughs> oh, holy shit, it did not. I I bought books and I tried to follow them. I even finished a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, what books did you start with? I One of my first iOS books was the Big Nerd Range Guide. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I bought that, and uh, I, I, I bought the PDF version for the iPad. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I bought that. I, I started following it. I finished. Uh, so I didn't buy the one for iOS. I bought the one for Objective-C. Because as I told you, my brain is like, I have to start from the bottom and have to learn everything I can before I even write the first line. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I started that, and uh, it started with te- by teaching how to program, how to start Xcode and everything. I was like, I know that. Uh, even when I was done with the book, I could not just open Xcode and write something or make something. Yeah. I followed the instructions, but, like, no, that did not teach me how to make apps. That did not sink in at all. I mean, uh, it taught me the basics of programming I know. I knew that most of it from JavaScript and learning Python. I have written a lot of Python. Isn't that that's the book that just mainly focuses just on on the basics of Objective C, the syntax, and and the difference with the uh, message sending versus method calls and stuff like that, isn't it? 
Right, right. It does, definitely. So uh, it did lay the foundation in that I was very comfortable with uh, the syntax of Objective-C. Uh, it can be quite erratic if you're coming from high-level languages like Python or JavaScript. I mean, uh, Python, Jesus, it's beautiful. <laughs> so uh, I actually don't have a lot of experience with Python. I've done JavaScript and PHP and a lot of other stuff, C-based stuff, but I haven't gotten into Python yet. I have done a lot of PHP too. I despise every moment I do. I still have to write a lot of PHP, but uh, <laughs> I despise it. Oh, God. Yeah. It's not the greatest, but it, it it gets the job done. Yeah, about that. I mean, there are much better options today. I mean, I, I have been learning Node.js lately. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with Ruby. I don't know. But I, I don't think I've had a chance to write Ruby that much because most of my projects deal with WordPress, so WordPress is all PHP. Anyway, so uh, The Big Nerd Ranch, Objective-C book, it was an excellent book, very well written and everything. So, But it also kind of discouraged me because after like three months, I was doing nothing. Like I could not write an app at all. So I kind of gave it a pause and just moved on because uh, that was the time when I uh, started my company. We uh, It's called Cultured Pixel, by the way. So uh, we started getting web design jobs and everything. So I got distracted. Yeah. I got back to it in 2012 where I started another book. I, th I don't remember the name of it. It was... Um, I don't remember it all. I started that but also left it halfway through because, again, I was approaching it from the same angle that I have to learn everything I can before I even do something. So, again, wrong. Uh, there were a couple more attempts, but nothing happened. Then in uh, December 2013, I, which is uh, around Christmas break, we were off and everything. I was just thinking I should do something. I should make something. And this this thing was constantly bothering me that uh, I started taking notes on my iPad in class. Yeah. Uh, and at times also on my iPhone. But you can't type any, any special symbols. Like uh, you can't type Greek letters easily. You cannot find integral symbol. Oh, God, hell. It's always hell finding the integral symbol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, wait, just a second. Let, let's slow down just a little bit. I think we're getting ahead. You're moving on into the app story, which is cool. We're going to get to that. But first, let's tell everybody a little bit, what, what does the app do? Give, it, give us a good sales pitch for it. <laughs> I would be horrible at that. But, okay. So uh, the app basically is uh, a very simple and nice way to... Uh, find special symbols, uh, special symbols, as I was saying. Uh, these are Greek letters. It could be mathematical symbols. They could be technical symbols. Uh, for instance, uh, the command keys, the Apple logo, which is another reason the app exists, because it's very difficult to find that Apple logo yeah. to type. <laughs> I actually made a keyboard shortcut for it. All I have to do is hit APL, and it spits it out. <laughs> there you go. So uh, it was uh, basically to scratch that itch and that's what the app does so what you can do is you can search a symbol by name so let's say you were searching for the greek letter uh, theta you can type the and uh, it will pop up uh, uppercase lowercase other iterations of it if they exist i don't think for theta it exists and uh, it will pop up now you can uh, long hold on the on, on the table cell and copy or add to the equation editor. The point of the equation editor is that you can actually 
formulate entire equations uh, right inside the app. And once you're done, you can copy it and take it wherever you wanted it to. So that's what the app does. That's, that, that's, that's really neat. Uh, so I find myself using it mainly for copy and symbols for text messages and, and email. And I can't help but feel you probably had bigger plans for it in mind when you made it. Who's your, uh, who's your target market for that? What kind of people do you envision using it? I just envisioned myself using it. <laughs> I, I honestly did not think that anybody would even care. Uh, like, we constantly hear that people make apps, they go into the app store, and they just never heard of afterwards. So I, I, I didn't think my fate would be anything better. I mean, why would it be? So I did not really envision anyone else using it. But myself, uh, if you extend that, I envision students mostly, students who are in STEM, STEM fields like uh, mathematics, who are doing physics, chemistry, and do need those special symbols. So that was the target market, which is basically me. <laughs> cool. Okay. So you made the app, and, and I, I'm assuming that you figured since you made it, you might as well just go ahead and put it out there in the store, and, and it, it's, it's currently a free app. Uh, I don't think it had been out there very long at all before it before it was picked up and featured by Apple, had it? Right. Yeah. So what kind of effect did that, that have for you? Did you see a dramatic spike in numbers? or? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I see a dramatic spike in numbers? <laughs> so um, I launched it on January 16th. And uh, as soon as I did, a few of my friends tweeted about it. And uh, within a couple of days, there was an article on Mac Stories about it. And uh, also on MacDrifter, which is one of my favorite blogs. If you guys don't read it, you should totally try uh, subscribing to it. I check it out. <laughs> so uh, they wrote about it. And uh, oh my God, I started like getting Twitter men mentions from people that how, how much they like Symbol. <laughs> that was extremely, extremely surprising. Within about, uh, I think, five days of launching... I think it was featured in Best New Apps on the App Store, and it was the second one. So as soon as you landed in the App Store and the page loaded, which kind of can take some time. Anyway, as soon as the page loaded, um, there was symbol right there. Yeah, and, that's, that's uh, how I found it. <laughs> and I think uh, I think it was Colton Vento. Or, yeah, I think it was Colton Vento who first tweeted me an image that, holy hell, look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and that was exhilarating. Honestly, never imagined that it would be right there. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was the first thing. Then uh, it started climbing rank uh, in ranks. I tried finding out how to get reviews and everything. I had no system in place because, as I said, I did not expect anything. So I downloaded a bunch of apps, subscribed to a bunch of services, anything. So it started climbing in App Store rankings, and um, it became the ninth free app uh, in productivity. And so it was <laughs> in top 10. Holy hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. It was in top five, top three as well in a bunch of countries for a while. So that happened. <laughs> then Apple emailed me about uh, featuring the app on their social media. They wanted some banners from me. So that happened. And then they emailed me about featuring it 
as a big banner in the productivity section on the App Store. Excellent. And that also happened. <laughs> Excellent. That's that's really cool. So <laughs> we're we're not all that lucky. It's, it's it's really great for the guys that do get that. I know. I I really don't know why I did get that, but I think it's a really nice, polished, well done app. <laughs> I think you deserved it. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so. After that, so uh, talking about numbers, uh, I think after it was featured on Mac Stories and everything, I started getting like about 2,000 downloads a day. And I was like, holy hell, this is crazy. <laughs> when I reached about 10,000 downloads in two days, I was like, wow. oh my God, uh, 10,000 people on this planet are using something I've made. <laughs> That, that's a really great feeling. That's a really great feeling. And then Apple started featuring it, so... I won't go into every single day, but as of today, I stand at 235,000 downloads. Wow, that, that's really cool. All <laughs> for an app that a guy didn't think anybody wanted. <laughs> that's, so, that's just amazing. Yeah, it's it's still unbelievable that the 235,000 people, uh, the population of most larger towns around here in Midwest... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. That's one of the great things about the App Store. You know, it really it started a really good industry where a guy in a Mac can make an app and put it out there, and if it's good enough and there's a demand for it, then it'll take off like wildfire. Exactly, a guy in a Mac. Yeah, a guy in a Mac. <laughs> I think we should start a podcast called. Two guys and their Macs. Yeah. Well, those are those are my favorite kind of developers. I love independent <laughs> developers. Um, okay. So all that's good. Uh, let's get into, let's go back to when you were first conceiving of the idea and when you first decided you needed this tool and, and what shaped its development. Start at the beginning. Okay. So uh, as, I was, as I was saying, my first approach to iOS development was completely wrong. Nobody told me it was wrong, but I realized it was wrong because two years and I went nowhere. So what I did was, uh, it was Christmas break 2013, and uh, I surprisingly did not have a lot of projects at my hand, which is awesome. So I thought that let's try something new. I just opened Xcode and started putting things together in Interface Builder. I didn't know what I was making. I just started doing it and I compiled and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it didn't do much. It was just a basic table view. Yeah. Uh, but it was scrolling, which was like, oh my God, it's scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, then I was like, okay, I got to make something. And uh, I started looking for ideas, what I should make. And at the same time, I, I realized that I had to make something very simple. I cannot be making it for five months. And because, hey, I'm just learning what to make. So um, I just made this. This is not my first app, by the way, Symbol. There's another app which I made. It's called Triangle Solver. It's also on the App Store. Uh, what all it does is like, if you're familiar with uh, solving triangles and trigonometry or yeah. other branches of mathematics, you're given three pieces of information and a triangle has six. Three are enough to determine a triangle. So if you enter three pieces of information, maybe sides or angles or anything, it will give you the other other dimensions. That's That's all the app did. It was a very simple app. It was a single view app. You t pressed a button and uh, it calculated everything and it came out. So that was my first app. <laughs> that took about a week. 
yeah, it was it was a struggle. <laughs> I had a, a horrible time figuring out how to scroll my view so that when the keyboard comes up, uh -huh. elements are not hidden underneath. Yeah. <laughs> that took like two days to figure out. <laughs> Today, that, thinking about that, it. That was pretty tricky back then. I think it's built in now. I can't remember the last time I messed with that, like taking care of it on my own. Oh, I think you still have to. Oh, but okay. I think uh, not really, but you have to set delegate methods for it. I didn't know what delegates were. Gotcha. Okay. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm familiar with the paradigm of delegates, the ideas. We use those in PHP, but uh, like objects, not defining other objects and things like that. Yep. But they were called delegates and the way they were implemented, I really had a hard time figuring out how that worked. So uh, I finally figured it out anyway. After that was done, I showed it to a few friends, especially my girlfriend, who's, by the way, Skylar Simpson. She's really awesome. You should follow her on Twitter. Okay, at Sky will Simp. do. <laughs> at SkySimp. And I should actually correct myself. She's my wife now. Uh oh I am now, not used to saying that. Now you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got married about uh, two weeks ago, March 1st. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. So, yeah, she's awesome. Anyway, she was very, very uh, happy, and uh, she liked the app. And uh, it really encouraged me to do something more. So I landed on this idea that, hey, I have to make a scroll view <laughs> because that's all I know how to make. Um, table view, scroll view. So what can I do? Then uh, I think I just, uh, I was like, okay, let's try making something with symbols so that I can quickly find the symbols and just copy the code from there. So that's kind of where the genesis of the idea was from. It was from me trying to learn iOS development and uh, just looking for a very simple idea of what to do and what to make. That's a good starting point. <laughs> All right, so now we know where, where the idea for the app came from and what got you started making it. Were there any, any major obstacles aside from the, the scroll view delegate thing that, that came up as you were making it or in your design decisions? Yeah. My first sketches did not look at all like how the app is today. This is, I, I'm pretty familiar with that in web design where you think that something, this is how it should be, but when you're developing, you realize that, okay, that's not how it's going to work. That's not how it should work. So yeah, it is significantly different. Then I also had um, a bunch of really, really good people better test my app. So a lot of input came from that too. Uh, I'll talk about that in just a second. That's cool. <laughs> so when I started, the idea was uh, I didn't think I could write a search. So I, I, I did not include that in my initial sketches. The idea was just that here is a scroll view. Go crazy. Find uh, what you want. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Look through everything you have to. Uh, because uh, mostly I, I was like, I, I, don't think, I don't know how to write search on iOS, so uh, let's not try it right now. So the initial idea was just that, that there's going to be a table view uh, with the symbol on it and uh, the code in it. When you tabbed it, you would go into a detail view where you would see the name of the symbol and uh, the code again and not, not much actually. So that was the initial idea. I started building it. It went fairly well. I, I had 
Okay, so there was quite a bit of learning curve in realizing how to actually lay out a table view. Uh, what I mean is that how to add content, how it is updated, how it is recycled, mm -hmm. every, everything like that. So that was one of the big hurdles. It took it took a bit bit of time for me to actually grasp the the notion of what actually iOS does in the background. Yeah, the table view is really sophisticated. People don't realize that, but it's really cool. It's very efficient. My first table view ever, I didn't recycle any cells, and it was <laughs> horribly, horribly slow scrolling and very buggy. If, if I'm not wrong, today you cannot even make a table view that doesn't recycle. I think you're right about that. So, uh, I mean, it's built into the delegate methods, and uh, you have to implement that. Uh, I think if you don't, then it doesn't even update uh, the new cells. So uh, I might be wrong on that. No, I, I think you're right about that. Um, back when I did this, it was the big nerd ranch books, like first or second edition of the book. And, and the first thing they do is they, they give you the, the table view. They show you how to make that. And then they show you how to put things in it. And we create this thing that just generates random objects to put in it. So <laughs> <laughs> it just, it just filled the whole table with objects and it wasn't recycling the, the cells at all as it scrolled. So you had, X amount of objects in the array, X amount of real cells in memory. Dude, yeah, that 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 would kill, that would kill the performance. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they did it on purpose. It took a few pages in, and then and then they tell you about recycling. <laughs> <laughs> they just throw this uh, piece of lard at you. That try scrolling through that. Look, this is what happens if you don't recycle. <laughs> I, th I think so. <laughs> Uh, cool. So yeah, that that I had to learn a lot about table view, that how actually things go, and uh, I sidetrack almost always. So I just go deep into all the documentation. Then I started reading the implementation of table views. So yeah, I should not do that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, instead of just reading how to use them, I started reading into the theory and everything. But. I got I know over how it, it works. <laughs> exactly. I, I but I got over it. So that was one thing. Then another another big hurdle was where to get the symbols from. I'm not going to type all the HTML codes into my uh, JSON file. Uh, not happening. <laughs> so I had to go around looking for actually well formatted uh, source for my symbols. I actually found something at uh, the W3C, the Worldwide Consor Worldwide Web Consortium. But it was like it was incomplete. I don't know why it was incomplete. It was the at this W3C, Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, they, they should be on top of that. I know. <laughs> but um, at the end, I finally found something. A lot of uh, regex and uh, a lot of Python format. Uh, yeah, I use Python for formatting stuff. Anyway, a lot of scripting later. I think I had a very decent looking JSON file, which I could use to actually load data. So once I had those pieces in place, once I had table view working, once I had uh, uh, the data that I needed, it did not take long to get to the first alpha version. I, I just, uh, yeah, it did not take long at all. Once I had the alpha, I started using it and I realized it's useless without a search function. Yeah. So I started learning about the NS predicate and uh, how to implement search and it's surprisingly easy. I mean, iOS makes it so nice. It's yeah, just... and this predicate is awesome. I know. So it was amazing. Uh, so there there we had it. We have a search. Uh, then I started uh, showing it to people. So um, 
one of the people was Zach Saichi, then there was Andrew J. Clark. Um, one of good guys. Uh, yeah, great guys. I'm I'm a, I'm a patron of the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to listen, but I I really do not get a lot of time for so many podcasts. You know, there are just too many. Yes. So it gets out of hand, but yeah, they're great guys. We started um, talking. We we are the I mates. What it means is that uh, CT Hellas Catellus. I mean, that's not his real name, but you can find him CT Hellas on Twitter. And there's Gabe Glick, there's Andrew, and there's Zach and myself. We started talking in January of 2012. We just used to rant about Apple on iMessage and things <laughs> like that. Uh, and stuff. Anyway, so that was uh, that was that, and uh, then there was this awesome guy, John Chiji. Yep, I, I have I've uh, I'm acquainted with him on <laughs> uh, online. I haven't talked to him. In he person, is the co-host but... of the Pragmatic Podcast. Yeah. You should definitely. That's listen another to good show. <laughs> Holy shit, that's a good show. I mean, uh, there are very few people who actually know the technical sides of things, and. Uh, John Chiji is among them. So yeah, he's 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 a really bright guy, and it's a really good show. I enjoy it. Right. So I I started balling uh, stuff uh, back and forth with these guys, and um, so one of the things was that search should always be visible, right? No matter if you're scrolled or not, you should not have to lose your position in the table view if you want to search. So the search went up into the uh, the top bar. Then uh, came the idea of equation editing, that what if I need multiple symbols? Do I have to go back and forth between the apps? I think that was John's idea, too. So uh, Give you a place to do it all within the app and then copy out the complete... Expression, exactly. Yeah. So uh, there, there came the equation editor. Then there were tweaks and visual changes. I kept refining the table view, how things should look, and what happens when you go into the detail view, how to add something... Uh, one of the cool things is uh, if you tap and hold on a table view cell, it will pop up a menu to add to equation. But if there is already something in the equation, so equation editor is not persistently visible. Yeah. If, right. So it goes away. So you have to either remember that what's already in there or you have to go and scroll back up. So what it does is that if you tap and hold, then uh, the action menu that comes up, the pop-up, it actually shows the equation, and uh, you can directly add it to from there. Nice. So that kind of solved that problem. So yeah, the app transformed quite a bit during development, just like any other product does. I mean, when you actually have something working in your hand, you realize that, okay, this doesn't work. <laughs> we need to make those changes. We need to fix this. We need to change this, or whatever you thought was wrong. So that's uh, that's, I guess, the process of making anything at all yeah that's that's cool it's it's a it's a really nice app like i said it's very well done very well polished it sounds like you put a lot of time and effort into it and you deserve all the extra attention you got for it thank you thank you very much you're welcome <laughs> it's not a problem okay so i think i think that pretty much covers all of the app story behind symbol um i'm amit where can they find you online and and to learn more about you and to learn more about the app we'll put a link in the show notes but where can they find out more about you okay so i'm at gravicle on twitter g-r-a-v-i-c-l-e and uh pretty much you can find gravicle anywhere that's me it's a word i made up so <laughs> yeah it, it's a cool word i, I was curious <laughs> about the origins of it <laughs> uh, so i mean uh, if someone was looking uh, they could find 
all my online history since I was 14 years old, which was when I made the word up. <laughs> I have very consistently used it everywhere. So uh, uh, they can find me at Gravical on Twitter. I occasionally write about nerdy stuff on spinhalf.net, S-P-I-N-H-A-L-F, spinhalf.net. Then uh, if you want to see my work, you can go to culturedpixel.com. And um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all my bases. <laughs> all right, good. Well, I want to say thanks for doing the show. It's been a pleasure to have you here and a, a very interesting story to hear. Um, this is uh, Vic Hudson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at VicHudson1. You can also follow the show on Twitter at AppStoryPodcast. And you can find us on the web at AppStoryPodcast.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>